Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, all of my radiant cosmic stars out there joining us today for Astro Kiki Radio. My name is Kyle Thomas, and I am a pop culture astrologer, and we have an excellent show planned for you today. We are going to be talking about all of the craziest Hollywood news that is happening this week, as well as an astrological forecast, and then also diving into our incredible guest today. I've had the biggest online crush on him. He's a Capricorn <laughs> King. His name is Josh Conkle, and he is extremely talented and charming, so we're excited to jump into all of his stars and everything he would like to know. My name is Aaron. I'm an artist and astro coach, and I'm ready to talk some astrology and some celebrities. Hey everyone, Sam Davidson here. I am a red carpet reporter, celeb news junkie. I know everything that is going on in Hollywood, even if I don't want to. There's some stories where I'm just like TMI people, but we're going to be talking about all that today. And of course, thank you so much for being here, Josh. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure. I'm so excited. So Josh is a, obviously he lives in Los Angeles and he's a screenwriter and tarot reader. Ooh. But he also has written for two of my favorite shows, which are a series of unfortunate events and the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yay! Whoa, who doesn't love Sabrina? It has Dumb been... Dumb people. Seriously. I mean, it has taken off like crazy in the past year. That show has, I'm sure, completely changed your yeah, career. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. I'm loving every minute of it. Yep. Well, I can't wait to dive deeper into all of that. But, you know, you also have so many other things going on, like short films, which premiered at Tribeca Film Festival, and you've had, like, awards, writing screenplays. So you really are very focused on your career. Yeah, I'm trying to have a career here in Hollywood. It's, it's working out so pretty good so far, but, you know, you never, never can tell. Hell yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see somebody flourish in this industry, and we're going to talk about all of that. But first, let's get into our weekly forecast from Aaron and Kyle. Absolutely. So we have some big events that are coming this coming week. Uh, we were actually going through one of them today, which is uh, the retrograde of Pluto. Mm -hmm. And then later on, we have Saturn going retrograde as well. So Aaron, tell us all about what are we feeling about this? So Pluto retrograde uh, and Saturn retrograde. They're very close together in Capricorn. They haven't been together in Capricorn in several hundred years. Um, going through a huge redefinition of society on a collective level, also internally as well. Sat Pluto has to do with transformation. So we're going to be going through a deep inner transformation. Um, there'll be like a death of sorts um, in our lives through this retrograde in order for us to get to the next step Ca and in Capricorn. But Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008. So this will actually be a little more subtle because we're already so familiar with this energy. This is, I don't know how many years that is, almost 10 mm -hmm. years of it retrograde, over 10 years of it mm -hmm. retrograding in Capricorn. So we're, it's, we're already conditioned to this energy. But Pluto and Saturn so close together, we're completely redefining who we are on a very structural basis level. Um, and uh, When you say death, though, because just I know that people get very scared by that word, and astrologically, death doesn't mean death. what we think it means. Well, it's, it's like, it's it's like, like the phoenix. tarot, right? Yeah. 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 It's like a phoenix. It's about rebirth. And actually, 
if you could talk to us a little about about yeah. that because you know that kind of symbol. Yeah, I mean, death in the, it's the same in the tarot. Death scares people, but it doesn't usually mean a literal death. It means that one thing ends so that something else can begin. It's a bit like yeah. burning the crops so that they can regrow. Yeah. And Pluto is one Love of the it. ruling planets of Scorpio, which Scorpio has multiple totems outside of the scorpion the final one being a phoenix and saturn is my ruling planet right yes, it's That's a toughie it's a toughie um so think of it like a like, kind of like a tower moment yeah is well, what we're experiencing i mean i think the thing about like you know with saturn going retrograde it's it's actually all of this you know rebirth that we're going to be going through we're, we're, we are restructuring our lives but we want to do that in an internal way so that we can bring in more abundance in other ways. Yes. I mean, look at what just happened earlier this last week with um, Notre Dame. That was all uh, this energy along right. with the Grand Fire Tribe. It's literally the tower. It was literally the mm-hmm. tower. Um, Pluto, The South Node is also conjuncting Pluto and Saturn. This hasn't happened in so long. We're experiencing this major shift. Mm-hmm. Um, the next, next year, 2020 as well, is going to really double down on this, especially with Jupiter in Capricorn as well, um, which hasn't happened since 1284. That sounds good. Jupiter in Capricorn. It, I, mean, I don't know anything. I'm so excited to really, tell you all about that. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be I good. know a enough to change. know that that's good for me. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of powerful change. Yeah. No, I mean, and for you as well, too, just having to go through Sagittarius is huge for you as yeah. well because you have some Sagittarius planets. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, and one thing that, you know, I would like to kind of discuss is that when a planet is direct, we feel its energy more potently. So with Venus when it's direct we have more opportunities for love and beauty and art when Saturn is direct we are focusing on the discipline in our lives and building the structures however when these planets go retrograde we actually can take a breath of fresh air so we can actually be less hard on ourselves we yeah. can be you know less focused on all of the things that are taking us you know to our ultimate goals and allow us to kind of have this relaxing moment yeah. in between. I, I would say when they're direct, think of it like you're constantly moving forward. So when the retrograde motion happens, you can actually sit back and reflect and actually start to implement what that planet and, and the energy is signifying over the course of the retrograde so that when it comes direct and then it leaves shadow period later in the year, you'll have the tangible results for all the inner work that you'll be doing. So okay. it's as it so, so Jupiter retrograded a few weeks ago. And so we've all been expanding since it entered Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. And now until it goes direct in Leo season and then leaves shadow in Scorpio season, we're um, cultivating and, and, and nurturing all of those things we initiated so that they can grow and we can use them for the next 12 years before the cycle of, of Jupiter and Sagittarius renews itself. So it'll be growing. Mm-hmm. Think of it like planting a seed. You know, we, The seeds have been planted. Now we're doing some some basic gardening on it and then it will grow over time until the we harvest in 12 years. But we'll see some amazing results before then. But Totally. One you know sort of meditation that I would kind of have people think about with, with these two coming <clears throat> retrogrades is how can you transform your life to ultimately live a more more fulfilling path. So, you know, whether that's, you know, looking at how you want to transform your career or in your personal relationships or, you know, even your identity and allowing you to have this rebirth Phoenix moment and, you know, really going there and doing that internal work so then you can finally flourish again. Well, and, and, and going off what you said about relationships too, um, Pluto and Saturn meeting the last time they met was in the early 80s in Libra so we're closing a 30 plus year cycle of how Mm -hmm. relationships have been viewed Um, and and especially because 
at the time Saturn is exalted in Libra mm -hmm. um, and now Saturn's home Pluto's in in Capricorn where Pluto hasn't been in Capricorn since the, the American Revolution back in the, in the 1700s so we're we're having a big review last year when Pluto retrograded Pluto retrograded at the exact degree that it was at during the Boston Tea Party and you've seen how things with taxes have shifted and, wow, and we're starting really to really question and push back against the the structures and the governments that are holding our lives great also, if you guys ever have any questions that you'd like us to talk about, just feel free to reach out to us online yeah. on Instagram or Gmail or whatever. We have that information included yeah. in the bio. So I think that kind of covers yeah. our forecast for now. And we will now jump on into one of our favorite segments, all of our pop culture Hollywood news. Yes, we have some really exciting, interesting uh, stories this week that I'm very much a fan of. First and foremost, Taylor Swift. If you guys have been following Taylor Swift, if you are a Swifty, like I know me and Kyle are very <laughs> we, much. We do have, you know, wine parties where we are just dancing to Taylor Swift. Yeah, we <laughs> dance like maniacs in this apartment, um, <laughs> blasting Taylor Swift. So for the past few weeks, she has been teasing her fans the date 426. She's completely done a rehaul of her Instagram. There's a lot of pastel colors now. There's like a photo with um, pink diamonds and, you know, her nails are done in very bright colors. As we all know, her last album, Reputation, was kind of like dark and sinister. And people are saying that she's giving a Speak Now um, vibe, which was her, eh, I want to say maybe her third or fourth album. It was one of her earlier albums. Um, at the iHeart Music Awards, though, last month, she was already starting to tease little things and basically told all of her fans that she loves them, but they're kind of crazy, and <laughs> that um, there's nothing coming, but she really appreciates their wild imaginations. However, it is now that she is, there's like a literal countdown to 426. Also, uh, Sean Mendez just wrote a piece on her for uh, Time 100, which is the most influential people issue and all these different celebrities wrote about each other and he wrote about her and just said the most beautiful like glowing review of her and it all kind of came out around the same time that this 426 countdown started happening so my question for you boys is what does 426 mean for taylor swift um so it's gonna be a huge thing for her um there's a lot there's a lot a lot happening it actually speaks to what we were just talking about in the forecast mm -hmm. Saturn is retrograding um, in her first house of identity in her first house of identity not only on on that she is going through her Saturn return um, Saturn goes direct on September 18th exactly on her natal Saturn I love it and then will leave shadow December 25th um, just after her birthday um, and she, that's basically it, it, in astrology, your Saturn return is when you become an official adult. You're setting the foundation for the next 30 years of your life, the structures that you'll adhere to. Um, and with it, where Saturn is retrograding, it's retrograding opposite the North Node. It'll be exactly conjunct the South Node. North Node, North Node is your soul direction. In her natal chart, um, it's conjunct her part of fortune. Um, and her, I believe her Jupiter as well. So her Jupiter is what is also in Cancer. So and her Moon, so, uh, yeah, and her Moon. So there's a, she has a lot of Cancer energy, and and so with it in, in Capricorn, there's a lot of balance and redefinition that's going to be happening for her. 
um, especially on an internal level, especially within relationships and how she's relating to the public? Well, specifically, one thing with that, with Saturn, you know, the planet of, you know, long-term roots and longevity and structure, going backwards, she is in a process right now of overcoming her fears of self-expression and how she relates to people. And this is going to continue until 2022. Um, she's also eliminating things in relationships and and trying to redefine herself. And so another area that I kind of wanted to talk about is how there's so much on this day specifically on 426, literally at 618 a.m., Venus is going to be conjunct, or her natal Venus is going to be conjunct the moon. So she is actually going to be trying to perceive herself on this day, launching into a more, you know, aesthetic way that's sensitive, sensual. Venus is all about beauty and feminine energy. And so when, you know, as she's launching this project, that is how she's going to want it to be perceived as it's very, it's soft, it's flowy, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, romantic, and it's, it's filled with love. And, you know, going from what you were saying before about how her last album was darker and sinister... This is very, you know, the opposite of that. And, and returning to some of the roots that I think that she originally had, you know, some ideas of how she, you know, what it was to be, you know, a teen, teenager. And now she's a woman. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. I felt like her, I like her last album, but I felt like it was a little insincere. It felt like she was trying on a personality. Totally. So it would be great to see her kind of come into herself uh, and, and create an identity that's true and genuine to her and not in relationship to someone else like a man because she's mm-hmm. had a long history of that too. Totally. So many of her songs. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you, did you look at her, uh, that Uranus is posing her midheaven? Did you I see did that? not see that. I was actually, when I also want to talk about, if you want to talk about that, then I can talk about the yeah, Aries yeah. stellium. Totally, totally. So the thing that I think is going to be really interesting is that when I was looking at her chart, the longest term energy that's that's really affecting her right now is Uranus, the planet of revolution, you know, uh, breaking chains and, and creating uh, all of this this you know, evolution in her life is directly opposite her midheaven. The midheaven, for anyone that isn't very familiar with astrology, is is your highest point in life. It is your public face, your persona, the way that you relate to people, and also usually represents your career. So this, with with Uranus being opposite of her career, it represents that she wants to shake off all of those chains of being associated with a man. She wants to be perceived in a more authentic light to her soul direction. And also the thing I think this is really interesting about this is that she's likely going to be moving towards a more humanitarian and revolutionary energy in her art and in her public persona, which is so cool. Yeah, it's like sort of Angelina Jolie vibes. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the thing about it, like I just saw this online, how she was actually, she donated a bunch to, what was an LGBT organization? Mm. Well, she's always been a huge philanthropist um, for, I mean, for years. And she does things as small as if one of her biggest fans... Um, recently got into a car accident and was in the hospital. Literally sent her a handwritten card and, and flowers. She does those things all the time. Well, and especially with all the energy happening in Capricorn, with the eclipses happening in Capricorn Cancer, which is her rising and her moon, mm-hmm. just every six months over the next next like, year and a half mm-hmm. is just going to be huge moments of shifting for her. Um, at the, on, on the 26th as well. I wonder if she's going to... I could see her getting engaged. With this, with this energy in the no, next like, year and a half, because with with all of that moving into her, 
into her ascendant. Well, well yeah, then, I mean, especially when she has her Jupiter, um, which is indicative of the husband, I think, as well as um, her part of fortune in Cancer as well. Well, so is the, I mean, so is the sun. The sun is as well, yeah. I yeah. want that for her. She's had a, a bad run with dudes. Yeah. And she's had some really shitty ones. Well, <laughs> speak, speaking to that, um, there's on, next on Friday when with her announcement, there's a lot of planets and energies in Aries, which was Sagittarius' fifth house of yes, love and romance. Totally. For her, so that's her solar chart. For her natal chart, it's her third house of communication and and, and everything. So she's going to have a message that she's going to put out there. But from her lunar chart as well, it's her tenth house of career and public standing. So from her emotional self, um, and as a Cancer Moon. The cancer rules the moon so she she's definitely very in touch with her emotional body and, and, and who she is internally so for her internally this is a huge moment of putting something major out there um, with with the spotlight on her well and the thing that like going back to what I was saying before though is like literally at 6 18 a.m. for her and that's yeah. that's Pacific time yeah this is when a lot of this energy is gonna crescendo for her crescendo. so it's gonna be very very like just very momentous and, and so, so it's it's I'm excited for her. The big question is, I mean, oh, is she word. working with like an astrologer? I when I was looking at it, be, I literally right? wrote I literally wrote in my notes, if Taylor's not working with an astrologer, then she's just completely in sync with the rhythms of the of the solar system. Well, one thing that I have noticed about celebrities in general is that even the ones that I don't think are actually, you know, working with an astrologer, I think when you reach a certain level of power and influence, all of the thought and vibrations are actually working and redirecting yeah. to you. And Josh, I'd actually like to kind of talk to you a little bit about magic and energy, if you could uh-huh. kind of dive into that. Do you, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, for me, magic is the, is the practice of externalizing one's will, basically. So you use words or handcrafts or things like that to make your will manifest in the world. I mean, that's how I sort of view it. Totally. So, you know, do you think some people are just kind of naturally gifted at that? Or when you reach a certain level of success, does it just kind of, you know, is it working through you almost divinely or around you? Like, how would that... I think that you can hit your stride and and at which point, you know, the universe is sort of working on your behalf. I don't think that people are naturally better at it than other people. I think it's a a, a choice. It's a practice. And and it's it's cultivating consciousness and awareness and, and, Mm -hmm. and taking inspired action to to follow those thoughts and those impulses of, oh, I, I could I could achieve this and actually following through. It's a, I think the big, big thing, I think with her having a sad son, but that all that uh, cancer energy or, or Capricorn energy right mm-hmm. after the rising and her natal Saturn um, in Capricorn, plus she was born in the generation with Uranus and Neptune there as well. Having that follow through, and I think her Mercury is also in Capricorn. Yeah, so her, her mind is also that of Capricorn. So she can implement and follow through and, and have a plan to build those on those dreams of her solar expression. I think everybody's felt that before, yeah. famous or otherwise, when you, you just feel like you're just going, all your cylinders are buzzing and everything's working out your way and you're yeah. just in stride with the universe. Yeah. I mean, that happens for everybody. For everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's just a matter of knowing that you're capable and and, and believing in yourself and, and knowing that anything is possible um, and going for it you know every celebrity they all went for it they all they didn't let any of their circumstances hold them back and if you look at i love studying uh celebrity charts and one thing you can see is how they master their natal energy so strongly and use it to their advantage um and again whether they're consciously aware it's their astrology or not they're doing it do you guys think that there are people who are born to be famous based on their charts, or is that not a thing? I'm sure. I'm sure there's definitely like a, a, a presence, a, um, a, like a, a weight to it in their chart. Yeah. So actually, there are certain things that I have been studying. 
about placements, particularly with the Midheaven and the Ascendant mm-hmm. and the way that there's interactions that do happen. Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, there are certain placements that do dictate that you have more of an ability to to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas some people just, you're, you're fighting, if you're fighting for fame when you're supposed to be fighting for humanity, mm-hmm. you That's know, you're conflict. not, yeah, you're not, yeah. you know, channeling your true soul direction. Or, and, and the funny thing is like, but if you, if they actually went to fight for humanity, like I was like, example, they would actually find that fame that they crave. Exactly. Right. If you, you have to follow the passion and the rest will come. Fame, money, all of that is a byproduct of the passion and the work that you're putting forward. So if you look at the most successful successful people, mm-hmm. um, they were following what they felt called to do and all all the fame came. And again, later. that's like channeling energy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. magic. That's 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 the, that's what we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah totally. absolutely. And I know that um, me and you, Aaron, spoke briefly about this before the show, but Shawn Mendes... His his energy energy in her life is pretty significant too. Yeah, his Mars and Venus are conjunct in Cancer, um, right by her part of fortune. And I think I think you mentioned he's he wrote a song for her recently. I well, I he might have. I know sh- they've written songs for each other. He's opened for her in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, they've really lifted each other up as far. Well, she's lifted him up, but um, yeah. well, yeah. and 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 for him, he's a Leo sun with an Aquarius moon, so. They're dealing with fire, fire energy, and, and Aquarius and Sagittarius is a, is a very beautifully flowing energy as well. Um, so they definitely support each other. And again, having his Mars and, and Venus aspecting her Jupiter, part of fortune, um, and all of her stellium in, in uh, Capricorn, and in her relationship sector, in her relationship, her seventh house of relationship is is a huge pull for each for them, mm-hmm. and they can develop and grow together. Well. Stay on the lookout for 426. We can't wait to see what it is. I'm sure in our next episode, we will at least uh, mention what the big reveal was, whether it was an album, a single, what have you. Um, Next, we have some legal trouble for none other than Miss Cardi B, which is not a huge surprise, (laughs) but that's okay. She looks really good doing it. I I love seeing her court appearance outfits. So for those that don't know, uh, back on August 29th of 2018, Cardi B was involved in a brawl at a strip club in New York. And according to bartenders, Cardi ordered her crew to beat up a couple of strippers named Batty G and Jade after rumors spread that one of them had been involved with her husband, Offset. And so then apparently Cardi was throwing chairs and bottles. Her people were beating them up. It was really ugly. And this is the photo that we see. Um, she was walking out of the strip club literally with a huge big welt on her forehead and a smile on her face like crazy. She's like, I don't care what I just did. She just looked so um, satisfied with whatever she had done. And But then on October 1st of 2018, she turned herself into NYPD. And this past week, Cardi appeared before a judge at um, the Queen's Criminal Court dressed in all white, and she rejected the plea deal that was being offered to her. And it would have had her just plead for guilty for misdemeanor assault in the third degree. I mean, I don't think there's that huge of consequences for that. I don't know, but she's refusing to take the plea deal. And um, now it will be going to trial, and her next court date is on May 31st of this year. And during this entire time, her and Offset have like broken up, got back together. I think they are currently together right now. But yeah, what is going on with Cardi B? Were they were they together in 2017? Yes. Okay. 
I believe so, yeah. So yeah, so there's a lot of, this has to do, this, as I was looking into this, there's a lot of things aspecting uh, in, in relation to these past two Libra full moons as well. She's a mm-hmm. Libra with an Aries moon. She was born out of full moon. Uh, the the assault, the alleged assault, or I guess it's not alleged. She, I guess admitted that she did it. But it's it's, uh, it's not it's, alleged. It's a fact. It's a fact. <laughs> Which, by the way, I love Cardi B, but like, do your own fighting. That's so shitty. Yeah. Right. Um. So, w- during the fight, she was having her lunar return with Mercury in Leo trining um her moon, the moon in Aries. Um, Chiron was retrograding opposite her Jupiter. Jupiter being the law. Chiron being pain and spiritual karma. Uh, the sun was also in aspect to her natal mercury in in uh uh scorpio and then uh saturn was squaring her her natal jupiter as well um when it was retrograding uh there was a grand earth triumph between the sun and uranus and mars had just went direct um and so I, I, going back through back to 2017 there was a venus retrograde um, where I think a lot of relationships started to get triggered, especially as we have just finished through these uh, past two Libra full moons. Um, so during the Mars retrograde last year, probably a lot came up for her in in the um, in this development of, of her relationship. So on the night of it, she was having her lunar return, and it was she was feeling fiery. She was feeling aggressive. <laughs> um, but it was, so yeah, but Kyle, you, you just jump in for a minute. Wanna... Yeah, so I mean, one thing that I really want to focus is, focus it on is May 31st, because that's a very important date with her her next movement forward. So, you know, obviously we can look at all the things in the past and really see how, like, what has led to it, but I, I'm really interested in seeing where it's going to go now. Yeah. So on May 31st, because she's a Libra, the sun, which rules her vitality, for focus, and energy, and Mercury, which is communications and nego- negotiations, will be in her ninth house. The ninth house rules judges, legalities, and the law. So all of her attention is going to be here at this point in That's time. That's so crazy. I know. Isn't that nuts? And then the other thing I noticed is that Mars will be in her 10th house of career achievement. And so she's going to be feeling very aggressive and fiery when it comes to her public persona on this date. She's either going to be blazing a trail to move forward or feeling intense vibrations of frustration at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Then, the, the big thing of, of most importance, though, is the way that the planets are going to be set up. Mercury ruling communications is going to be uh, opposing Jupiter, the, the planet of luck. So we have an opposition between two areas of her chart, which would be communications and legalities. So knowing that this energy is happening directly on May 31st, this can operate for two ways. So it's either going to be really helpful to her if she's working with the best professionals and follows their lead because she's going to have luck on her side. Mm-hmm. If she is too aggressive and doesn't, she's going to skip over the details and lose and then literally it's going to create embarrassment for her. Oof. On May 31st too, yeah. there's Venus will be exactly opposite her natal Venus in Scorpio. Um, which is, Scorpio has to do with uncovering secrets. Um, Venus has to having to do with relating. Um, we're going to be right in the right before the Gemini new moon. Um, so the moon will be in Taurus, dark, right before, right approaching mm-hmm. the new moon. Uh, Venus, which is in opposition to her natal Venus, so again that polarity um, of of what is valued versus the truth, uncovering secrets, hidden and hidden hidden agendas. Venus will be trining Saturn retrograde exactly as well that day. So, um, you know, 
the sternness of reality, um, having to take responsibility. Um, Jupiter ret- will be retrograding over her, her natal north node. Um, and Venus will also be making an odd angle called an inconjunct to Jupiter as well, also the law. Um, and, and part of what triggered the this whole issue back in 2018 was aspects to her Jupiter. The first Libra full moon this year on March 20th was exactly conjunct her natal Jupiter with Chiron at the exact location it was at on August 29th um, in Aries, but it was direct now. So um, that triggering kind of re-initiated everything that has come about this this uh last few weeks well and one thing that i really want to emphasize and hopefully teach people is that astrology shows us what circumstances and energy we are working with at that point in time we always have a choice to see how we're going to use that energy so you know as i was saying is you know when we have a positive aspect well i mean everything you know it really just look it depends on how you look at it even a challenging thing can lead to something better if you work through it and process it so you know my advice honestly to her and her team would be to sit your ass down and <laughs> you know let the professionals handle it yeah. otherwise you are going to fuck yourself oh, over yeah. And, well, yeah hire Kyle Thomas too uh, <laughs> to be your hide my on my website um, <laughs> well also on May 31st I don't know if I mentioned this but she'll be approaching her Mars return Oh, that no, that's so bad, though. She's yeah. going to be so angry. She's going to be very because it's oh, right. It, it, think of it like it's the 12th house, basically, for her oh, Mars. So she's really going to have to watch herself. Um, Venus and Juno will be in harmony, though, and they've been challenging through all of these full moons, and they relate back to their... Re- they both retrograded in Libra season when she turned herself in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with her, she turned herself in with, with Venus retrograding, Juno retrograding. Mars was leaving shadow at that time from its retrograde. Um, so there's a lot of compounding things, but... Overall, there is support for it. Like, it can go either way. But it really depends it, on what it, she's Her saying. actions. Yeah. Her, yeah. her actions are going to make her are gonna make her break her Well, in she's this. a hothead, so it sounds like she's, she's in danger. danger. Yeah. I understand now. I mean, I'm <laughs> a Libra. You're in danger, girl. <laughs> exactly. I'm a Libra, too. It's like, don't mess with us, you guys. We can be sweet yeah. and try to have balance. But if you push us off our scale, mm-hmm. damn. Well, and, and especially, you know, her being born at a full moon with her moon in Aries, Libra's being about relationship and equilibrium and Aries being fiery and aggressive and, and she set off and especially you know this having to do with uh, rumors of, of or I guess people just being with her her man like that's, that's what about Libra off. compatibility between her and Offset he's also the father to to her child do we, I didn't look up, I actually didn't I didn't okay. what does it mean when someone is born on a full moon it, you were also born on a full yeah, moon that's yeah that's why I'm asking it just means that your sun and moon are opposite so okay. being a Capricorn your moon is in in cancer. I right. was also born at a full moon. Mm. Um, she, as was so she. Just well, off the cuff, but though. Witchy, it's, too. Um, yeah. Because birth of witches. He mm. is uh, December 14th, 1991. So he's, he's a Sagittarius. <laughs> yeah. Which is a great com- like, great combo for an Aries, Moon, Libra, Sun. And we don't know her rising, but, uh, you know, yeah, that's a, that's a good. That's why there's such love there. Aries and Sag have this dynamic that, you know, they. Hey, they're fiery. They're heated. They're well. Even I mean, one thing that I would I would even just be looking at like the sun sign with that, like with her being a Libra and then him being a Sag, we have you know that that kind of you know fiery drama. Like they're gonna like that passion, yeah, and they're gonna like to fight. It's just gonna be the way that it is. Okay. Well, I guess we'll um, get back to you guys around May thirty first. See what's going <laughs> on there. Next, we're going to talk about a story that has been really hot in the news the past month, which is the college admission scandal. So Lori Laughlin, a.k.a. Aunt Becky from Fuller House and Full House, 
she and her husband, um, Massimo, I have been, I had to say his name, last name for work yesterday and my camera guy was like, he was like trying to explain it to me and I just, <laughs> it's one of those names, it's just, I can't do it. Um, Gil, sorry, it, it's Italian. Do you know how to say it? Can I see? G- yeah. Gia, it's on the top. Uh, Giannulli? Yes, okay. Giannulli, Massimo Giannulli. Yes, that's what I think it is. Massimo Giannulli. So that is Lori Laughlin's husband, and he, you know him as like a big fashion designer, very, very rich man. Um, so if you have been living under a rock and don't know what the college admissions scandal is, Lori and her husband, along with other actors like Felicity Huffman, who you know from Desperate Housewives, all got into huge trouble for being part of this huge college admissions scam, uh, doing things that were illegal to get their kids into the school they desired. So with Lori's kids, she wanted to get them into USC. Fight on. I guess I'm not a super proud Trojan at the moment, um, but just got to <laughs> give a shout out to my school. And her two daughters are kind of like... In my opinion, the millennial um, nightmare. At least, <laughs> at least one of them is um, Jade. Olivia, Olivia Jade. That's is, such a basic name too. Like, I know. Ugh. And she didn't even like, She didn't even want to go to school. She's a YouTuber, and she. Yeah. Didn't even want to go, but the Played other the millennial. By the yeah. way, Lori Loughlin paid like five hundred thousand for her kids, and Felicity Huffman paid fifteen thousand. So how dumb are yeah. <laughs> the first well, set see, of kids? The the difference is in what they did. What Felicity did was, in my opinion, like really almost worse. Not because of the money, but she paid someone to actually adjust her kids SAT scores. Yeah, you know what? I actually I have some tea. I'm friends with um, Felicity Huffman's former assistant. Oh wow! Who told me that. Um, Felicity Huffman's kid didn't know that it was happening. Mm -hmm. And then it's like her senior year and she's applying to colleges. So now every college that she was applying for has now rejected her because of Felicity Huffman. Can you imagine being that kid? It totally sucks. And the thing is with Lori Laughlin's kids, they're really being just, just put like going through a really hard time right now because now, um, since Lori and her husband have rejected the plea deal, Felicity Huffman took the plea deal. She's, you know, I'm sorry. Lori and Massimo are not sorry for their actions. They're not taking a plea deal. And so all of the parents that weren't accepting plea deals, their kids, a lot of them, got sent really, really aggressive letters by the government saying that you need to tell your parents to accept this plea deal or else your life could be ruined. Because one of their daughters... Um, Let's see. It's Olivia Jade and Isabella. Isabella could have been at the age of 18 when this entire plan was constructed. Like they had mm. them take fake photos um, in front of a crew, like machine, like a, and like like they were crew athletes. And so the kids obviously knew that like their parent, like mom, dad, why are we taking these weird photos? But now, um, yeah, one of them could actually be in big trouble and she's deleted her Instagram. It's a whole hot mess. They've both dropped out of USC. So what, what's what been going on here? Well, the thing that I, I want to focus on is Saturn for them specifically. Did you check that out today? Go for it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So just basics here. So Lori's a Leo. Olivia. Libra. Okay. So, all right. Basically for her specifically with... Saturn is the planet of like hardship and difficulty. With it being in her fourth house of family affairs and mother, it shows that her her mother is being very stern, controlling, and very demanding to her specifically. So like that domination energy yeah. is really really effective for her. Um, also with uh, 
Lori being a Leo, so Uranus is the planet of transformation. So specifically, it has entered Taurus, which rules her house of fame and public attention. And also right now, it is square her son, meaning that she's going through unpredictable behavior, specifically in relation to yeah. the public. Like it's literally, she if she goes into arguments at this point in time with this very, very shocking energy, she's literally going to lose she's gonna lose Taurus season's gonna highlight a lot um, in this for them because Lori's natal Jupiter is in Taurus Olivia Saturn and Jupiter in Taurus and Isabella's Saturn is in uh, Taurus as well so highlighting this legal thing it's it's a trait it's a it's a that's something they've inherited from their mother the Taurus in in, uh, uh, Jupiter Taurus Um, for Lori as well like Mercury just retrograded over her moon square her Mars and, and Venus in Gemini yeah, so so the Mercury retrograde has brought this light. Lori's also having her nodal return in Cancer. So, oh, really? Yeah, so this, the eclipses are, are going to be nailing Lori, and and this is you know a, a nineteen year cycle of, of nodal Nin- return. Okay, Do you guys well, think that they'll serve time at all? They could. They could. So what I've read and the, all the research I've done for work and everything is because they didn't accept this plea deal, they, her and her husband could legitimately face up to 40 years in prison. In the writer's room, I, I we were talking about it, and I was the only one who felt like they should go to jail. And I was surprised by that. There's a room full of 10 people. And it just made me think of like our allegiance to money and celebrity in this country. I was like, yeah. they deserve to go to jail more than someone who's just dealt pot and is in jail. You know what I mean? Oh, like, 100%. And I think that speaks to this larger theme happening collectively with Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn redefining society and structures. We have Uranus that's in Taurus now for the next seven years, which will be shaking up what we value and what we place our importance on, especially when it comes to money um, and fame and all of that. Um, I feel like they have to serve time or something because they're emblematic of everything that people in this country are angry about right now. Yeah, Uh, I agree. And it's, um, it's unfortunate. It's, I... Uh, like I do think they should serve time as well, but it, it's all extremely complicated, and it, it's it affects a lot of people. And you know, we hear about the big names like Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, but there were a lot of other rich parents and their kids that didn't know. And there was actually um, a suicide attempt at USC a couple Awful. weeks ago because they found out that their parents were One did the same thing. I yeah. feel like Felicity Huffman should have served time for her p- performance in Transamerica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever well, happened to predictability? Yes. Well, speaking of a, a WTF moment, my celeb WTF of the week, which is the segment where we talk about either a celebrity coupling, an interaction between a celebrity, something that's happened in the past that we just do not understand. Yeah, we just can't wrap our head around it. So this week's is Courtney Kardashian and Scott Disick. So I'm just going to like blast through these dates just because it's hilarious and you guys are not going to believe how long they've been on and off for. I mean, I always was like, oh yeah, they broke it up a few times. No, they have not broken up a few times. They've broken up a million times. So they met at a party in 2006 at a big film producer's house um, in his home in Mexico. Then in October of 2007, which is when Keeping Up With The Kardashians first premiered, they were a new couple on the show, and their storyline was that they had a pregnancy scare. Then in 2009, they had their first breakup after Courtney saw a contact on Scott's phone called My Wife. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then during Courtney and Kim's spinoff show, Courtney and Kim Take Miami a few months later, Scott slithered his way back into um, back into her life. And then uh, she found out she was pregnant. Then in December, uh, December 14th, 2009, they had their first child, Mason. June of 2010, Courtney broke things off with Scott again because of violent behavior, and she said she didn't want him around her son. Then come 2011, they're somehow back together, and he proposed to Courtney on Courtney and Kim Take Miami, and she said no. Then on July 8th, 2012, Courtney gave birth to their second child, Penelope. Then at the beginning of 2014, Scott's father passed away, and he was dealing with a lot of depression and then went down another spiral. And then in the middle of the summer of 2014, Courtney announced that she was pregnant with their third child, and Scott was actually really not happy about this pregnancy. Their third child, Rain, was born on the same day as their first child, Mason, December 14th, but this year, 2014. So then March of 2015, Scott checks into rehab. July of 2015, they split up again after photos of Scott emerged with him and an ex. Then December 2015, Courtney starts randomly hooking up with Justin Bieber, which really set things in a spiral. November 2016, Scott was on a mission to win Courtney back, and they took a family vacation to Cabo. Then a year later, in December of 2016, they announced that they were officially back together. Not for long, because in February of 2017, Scott was caught cozying up with models, and then that caused another split. March of 2017, Scott admits he's a sex addict. Then, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is like the biggest saga. Um, April 2017, the two posted uh, photos on family vacation, co-parenting, coexisting. They're not romantic, but they're able to raise their kids together. Then on May 1st of 2017, Scott is caught with a woman on a family vacation with the whole Kardashian crew. It was a big episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Kim like attacked this girl. Um, Yes, May 31st, 2017. This is where Sophia Ritchie comes into the entire equation. She denies dating Scott, but this is a time where he was dating really, really young women. Like Bella Thorne was before her. And like these girls were just freshly 18, I believe. But now Sophia and Scott have been in like a two year relationship and the family is all kind of friends. Even Courtney, Scott and Sophia have posted kind of like sexy photos together. So I'm just like, is there some like weird (laughs) thruple thing going on here? So yeah, this is the saga. Thanks for listening. But I find it fascinating because these dates are seem to probably match up. Well, you said you went into the dates, right? I went into the dates of everything happening. Okay. So, so can I just go into the overview? Because yeah, I went into that first, and then you can jump on. All... Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Courtney is an Aries, very fiery, obviously there. Scott is a Gemini. Because they are both extroverted signs, they're very going. They're, they're, they have this natural fun and drama that will connect them. So you know that's going to be their draw there. However, you know, jumping ahead to. Uh, Sophia, she is a Virgo, but she has a Sagittarius rising. So that's why she connects very well with Scott because they're on the house of partnership for each other. He also has a Sag moon. Okay, yeah, yeah. I saw he's that born at a full moon as well. Totally, totally. So, you know, that's why he's really drawn to her and in, in, in that sort of commitment partnership energy. However, the thing that I'm loving the most about this, which is kind of strange, is Courtney also really connects with Sophia's ascendant 
in Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. So, and also, so Courtney's Mercury, which is how, which is how she communicates, is in Aries, fire. Sophia's Mercury, how she communicates, is in Leo, also fire. So they communicate and actually really enjoy each other. Yeah. So the friendship is real. Well, it's and, super weird. And, and you said uh, Sophia's a Virgo. Yes. Courtney's a Pisces rising. So yep. again, partnership and, totally. and everything. Um, Courtney also has a Capricorn moon. Um, is there anything else you... No, yeah, just that overview is kind of really like... I, I was really fascinated about like, okay, so why are these people friends? Because I probably would stab a bitch. I mean, I'm joking, but you yeah, know what I mean. That's why it's this celeb WTF. <laughs> I just cursed them. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, Courtney is just wrapping up her Venus return and her Mercury return. Mercury went retro right at her natal Venus... Um, at zero Aries. Um, her Mars is also in Aries. Um, going back to, I mentioned earlier in that earlier or earlier story, the 2017 dates correspond to a Venus retrograde that happened in Aries. Overall, this, these points for uh, Courtney um, went direct in April, was still in shadow on May 1st during that, that one date. It was opposite Chiron, where uh, her natal Venus, Chiron's currently at the location of her natal Venus. Chiron also was in that kind of frame. Again, Chiron brings up old pains, old wounds. Um, Scott was having his Mars return. So what, kind of similar to what we were talking about mm-hmm. with Cardi B. Um, and his, the, the North Node was in Virgo. So the eclipses were in Pisces and Virgo, aspecting all of the, the, the Pisces and Virgo energy between, between uh, the three of them. Well, you said Scott is a Gemini. He's a Gemini yeah. with a Sag Moon. Mm. That makes mm. a lot of sense. That Scott. I don't mean to generalize, but yeah. I feel like Geminis are really untrustworthy and shady. <laughs> well, and, and going back to Lori, she also had a Gemini Mars and Venus that were square this Mercury retrograde. Recently. I always have so much trouble with Geminis. Like That's it's a, a theme aspect. in my life. Yeah, huh? I know. That's like my my mother's a Gemini, so I always feel bad saying that. But um, it's true. I love her. It's amazing. My mom's a Gemini too. I keep on meeting Geminis everywhere, and I'm like, I don't know if I like you guys. Luckily, there are very few of them in my life. But whenever they do show up, I really, really have trouble with them. Totally, <laughs> totally. Like kind of like off of that. Do you guys ever notice how you literally have a lot of one sign in your life at one oh, yeah. point in time? It just like yeah. cycles, and it's strange. Yeah. Like suddenly, I'm like. Oh my God, everyone's a Capricorn and like, or everyone's a Gemini or everyone's a Sagittarius. It's what energy you're learning and what you have to focus on that they aspect that in your chart. They like pull that energy up. So right now the four of us, where our suns, where all of our planets are and where they hit our specific charts is activating that energy, Mm -hmm. whether we're, you know, consciously aware of it or not. Well, I always notice that there's a lot of wherever Jupiter is in the sky, that kind of, that person is, and, but like Jupiter is conjunct my ascendant. So I am literally Jupiter rising. So that's so important, you know, as a cross current in my life. And so, you know, suddenly, you know, granted you and I have been friends for a long time, but like my roommate is also a Sagittarius. You know, I have all of these incredible Sagittarians in my life and it's, you know, and last year it was Scorpio, you know, Mm -hmm. so just, yeah, so I just want, I think with, it's so interesting. Yeah, with all the cap, there's just so much energy in Capricorn too. It's oh, like, I it's can't like wait. it's like it's like you going back to Taylor, Sagittarius Sun, Capricorn Rising. Like, these are the energies to watch with all the with these bigger planets there for so long. That's what my boyfriend does, Sagittarius Capricorn Rising. Well, speaking of things to watch and hearing more about you, Josh, this is going to be our segment where we talk to you and see what's going on. All right, First, we me. would like to give you a gift from um, our sponsor, Love by Luna. Kyle, can you explain what the candle is? Yes, absolutely. So with this candle, we have uh, a four-candle set. This one is the last quarter uh, candle. And so on a last quarter moon, it's going to help you to really kind of build that energy into your life. It is with French lavender and amethyst within it for healing. 
Beautiful. So thank you so you would, much. I thought you would like that. Because I love a candle. I'm a candle queen. Yeah. And yes. thank you, Love by Luna. They have amazing products. Please make sure to visit them at lovebyluna.co. You're going to find some great stuff there. So let's get into what's going on with Josh. As we said, you are a writer on one of the biggest shows on streaming platform right now, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So I know we're going to talk a little bit about career. Guys, who wants to start us off? Well, you, my dear, are a Leo rising mm-hmm. with the Capricorn sun. So, you know, I it's so funny because like I, I mirror a lot of that energy. So that's why I, that's why I think that like, yeah. even though I've been following you online for at least over a year now, I've just been like, oh my God, this person, just, I really like <laughs> vibe with you, you know? Oh, yeah, so, likewise. Yeah, great. Um, well, that's flattering. So <laughs> yeah, you know, one thing that, you know, the way that I always like to look at two areas, both charts of everybody's energy so their their natal chart with their rising sign but then also their solar chart and see how they are connected and so for instance you know we are actually going into we have today we were in taurus now and we're gonna have a new moon in taurus so on on may 4th coming up so when looking at taurus energy which is also related to so it's related to your your fifth house of love and creativity Mm -hmm. But then it also, because of your Leo rising, it's always connected to your career. So that's why, that was the thing that was most fascinating to me, is that literally you are doing art and creating art, and it's always going to make you famous. So if you follow that path, you will rise to the highest degree that you want, and it's it's valuing your skills. So, you know, and we can see that tangibly in your life, and so it just really shows that you are in true... Uh, movement and in connection with your spirit and your life path. You know what's funny is I, for many years, was like a struggling playwright in New York and I had to keep a full-time job in advertising. And at a certain point, I said to myself, well, if this doesn't take off, that's fine. You know, I'll work in advertising and write plays on the weekend for free and that's fine. And as soon as I said that to myself, I got my first TV job and I made a movie with Danny DeVito. And it was like, <laughs> the universe was like, no, 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 no. Here, I will throw you a bone, keep you on this path. And so it like my life changed in one instant. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think that happens with a lot of people, too. Like, that happened with me last year. I was like, you want to take me home to Cleveland? Fine. And they're like, nope, here you go. You can yeah. stay. Well, going back to these these important dates here, uh, May 4th, like I said, is going to be a brand new opening in your career and in your either love life or creativity. Mm-hmm. So start big projects then at that point in time. However, it is going to culminate. Are you still going to be in the writer's room on May 4th? Yes, unless I get fired on May 4th. Oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> unlikely. It's a really, really good new moment. Oh, okay, good. No. But the big, uh, the biggest moment, at least for your creativity and your, your love life, but also creativity, is around November 12th. So okay. think about trying to like really launch something uh, there could be, you know, another season announcement. Or there, you know what I mean? Something, mm-hmm. you know, really big is going to happen in, in a crescendo moment for you then. But even, you know, knowing and planning for ahead for that, uh, that that's going to happen, try to use that energy to your advantage. So do a publicity campaign, you know, launch a podcast, go get on a podcast. Anything that you can court attention, it will bring you favor and fame. You mean start that on, on May 4th or in November? We'll start that in May 4th and then it's going to culminate around November 12th. Got it. But really plan for November 12th because you can, you know, step into the spotlight and grab the energy and be like, bitches, I am here. Done. 
It's as good as done. Uh, a cancer season will also be a huge highlight for you. You're mm-hmm. a Capricorn sun, Cancer rising. There's going to be a, a Capricorn and a, and a Cancer eclipse. Cancer moon. Oh, Cancer moon. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, a lot of a lot of the, the energy in today's episode. Yeah. Um, but yes, there'll be two eclipses. Um, the first one being in Cancer, um, a solar eclipse, so a great beginning, and then the that's ju- that's July second. That's July second, and yes. then July sixteenth. There's a Capricorn. Uh, total lunar eclipse or actually no, it's partial the to- it's a total solar eclipse then a partial lunar eclipse um, so they're aspecting your, your natal planets especially specifically your sun and your moon your inner world your outer world your mm-hmm. emotions um, so similar to Taylor what I said earlier sh- major shifts happening every six months plus there's all the Capricorn energy and you're a Capricorn right. so you're redefining you're, you're, you're transforming you're, you're putting yourself out there in a very amazing way and just you know have to, having to stay positive and move forward and that's a good time for me to start getting Botox. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like, but, but having having a lunar eclipse on in your the sign of your or a solar in, in your sun sign, but it's going to be a huge culmination. Um, thinking back to the lunar the solar eclipse in Capricorn this past uh, Capri- uh, Capricorn season, but having that solar eclipse in your moon sign, you can really implement uh, some sort of project or something with your relationship as well. Mm. Um, that's going to be very deep. Mm-hmm deep uh, and, and personal to you okay. will be uh, powerful. Well, one thing, you know, we were kind of talking about Jupiter before. So I, I you know, am very familiar with, with Capricorn energy. My brother is a Capricorn. The last person I loved was a Capricorn. So, you know, obviously we follow what happens to them in the stars. Uh, but basically right now with, with Jupiter being in Sagittarius, it's in your 12th house. So everything that you're establishing in, in this point in time is all about laying, you know, figuring out like, anything you need to heal or anything that you truly need on a soul level that can actually help tangibly manifest in the coming in the coming year on december 3rd jupiter goes into capricorn mm-hmm. so all of next year is going to be a very massive big point for you launching yeah. you for the next 12 years of your life yeah and i, and I think you're a zero degree capricorn that's too. right so yeah, jupiter on december 3rd will leave, leave sagittarius and be right Bam. on top of your sun um so you can be great um year of expansion also your, your venus and mercury are both in sagittarius so jupiter is transiting there right now mm. mercury is your mind communication venus is your love nature expanding um anything there and they're, they're both beneficial planets as well great um, yeah an astrologer told me to like two years ago that 2020 he was like that's going to be a major year for you it's, huge. it's a big year for a wait. lot of people right platern uh platern suit <laughs> oh my god i can't even say it. saturn and pluto uh conjunction in january um, is going to be a major moment in history. Wow! I'm so excited. There's, it's just going to be a really lovely year. And I mean, there's going to be, there are going to be shifts and things that we're going to have to kind of really get over. You know, obstacles will come into every single person's life, but it's because it's actually transforming you again to rebuild the structures that are the most yeah. important for you know a huge. Yeah you know, movement of humanity even. Mm-hmm. As above, so below, so below as above. Mm-hmm. What happens at the collective level is something happening internally with all of us and change has to begin with the individual and within them. It's an election change. year too. Yeah. I just realized. Oh, with so. a Mars retrograde in Aries, mm-hmm. Venus retrograde in Gemini. Um, Mars will be retrograde during the election, going direct Wow. just a-, a week after the election. So what does that mean? You know, it can mean a lot of things for specifically i mean i mean trump is a mars rising right his mars in leo and and mars retrograding in its home sign of aries is just extremely significant and similar to the energy of of last year with it going from aquarius back into um 
uh, Capricorn. It's really re, it's really re like reviewing um, how we're putting ourselves out into the world mm. and what's important. Do cool. you know the degrees of that retrograde? It's twenty. It, it goes direct. It goes direct on your ascendant. Uh, it, it it's like. Uh, it's like 20, I think it's like, tw- it's either, tw- it's like 27, 28, or 29. It's like the end oh. of it, or 26, and it goes back to like 15 or 16. Okay, well, we need to move on to our yes. final segment, which is Bang, Mary Kill. This is our first game of Taurus season, mm. and Aaron is going to be giving us our options. So, it's going to be an all-male option. Okay. And all, all three men that I feel it's going to be very difficult to choose. Okay. First one, Niall DeMarco. David Beckham, okay, and Henry Cavill. Ooh. Henry's a Taurus. Yeah. Bang me, man! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Okay, um, who who would like to go first? I think we should let Josh. Oh, okay. Uh, I would marry David Beckham because I feel like he's a good husband. Mm-hmm. I would bang Henry Cavill, obviously, <laughs> and I would kill uh, Niall DeMarco. Because I didn't know who he was until 30 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> he is very good looking, though. Yes, he is very good looking. Um, I'm going to say I will bang Niall DeMarco because he's very handsome and I, I love his eyes. And I would marry David Beckham, yeah, because he seems like a good family man. He seems man. like a good dad. I love a Dilf. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and those sleeves, too. I know. Oh. And I do love Henry Cavill, but I just have a feeling that he might be a little bit of a dog. So I want to stay mm. away from that one. I think I want to marry Superman. So Henry is going to be giving me a ring. Okay. That's going to happen. And then David, I definitely agree with you guys on, you know, him seeing like husband material. But the thing is, all tourists just are. So, you know, I'm putting that out there, Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> so David is, yeah, I'm going to bang him. And then Niall, he can just like, you know. Go away. Wait, did you just say that, did you just choose two people to bang? No, 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 Henry and oh, Mary. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, you can't bang all three. I have a lot of pent up sexual tension, you guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you can give yours. Yeah. Um, so I think I would marry Niall. I think he's he's sexy. Um, the other two, I think I'd bang David Beckham and kill Henry Cavill. Okay. Yeah. I like those. Very you good. Know. I love it. All right. Well, thank you all so, so much for tuning in. And thank you, Josh, for being here. Um, Thank you. What a joy. We had so much fun. And I really do love your work. So where can everyone follow you on social media? Or do you have anything coming up next you'd like to plug? Uh, The best place to find me is on Twitter. I'm at Joshua Conkle. And um, I don't really have anything coming up. But uh, season two of Sabrina is out. So please watch it on Netflix. Yes, binge it. It is fantastic. I like it even better than the first. Yay. All right, you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure to follow us on Astro Kiki Radio. Email us, message us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, my, again, I'm Aaron LaFaro. You can follow me on Instagram at astrology underscore coach. Um, again, reach out if, you're, if you want a little more astrological insight. And I am Kyle Thomas, and you can find me on Instagram at M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H. O-M-A-S. Thank you again for following us, and we look forward to all of the astro drama next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. 
thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Thank you.